the doctors, the nurses, the medical staff, everyone that had anything to do with treating her was just captivated by her joy for life, as was Mitch and Janine. Welcome to another episode of All Booked, Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Kevin is joining us today with his second Mitch album review. This one takes a different turn than the usual Mitch albums. He's talking about Finding Chica, which is about a girl that he adopted, right? It is. It is. Thank you very much. It's always great to be with y'all and to talk about these books. I just love Mitch album books. There's always Something in Life, a Moral Lesson, Ethical Lesson. This is a nonfiction book. So he's written 11 books. Only three have been nonfiction. Hmm. Uh, it started with, I think the last one I did was Tuesdays with Maury. So if you know Mitch Album, you know Tuesdays with Maury, which is a story about him and a professor from college, and they separate after college, and he loses track of them. But uh, Maury comes down with a disease, and so he goes and flies from Detroit back east to spend time with Maury, and he winds up doing that every Tuesday for about a year and a half and gets these life lessons from Maury. So most people who have heard of Mitch Album know Tuesdays with Maury, and then there was one other uh, nonfiction book he had. This is his third, Finding Chica. And how does it stack up against Tuesdays with Maury? He actually references Tuesdays with oh. Maury in the middle of the book. So oh, wow. he's talking about his life and times with mm-hmm. Chica, a very different book because he and his wife, Janine, don't have children. And so just a little bit prelude to this book is I love – how do you not like Mitch Album? I mean, here's someone that's a very, very successful author, well-to-do, probably yeah. has great finances, but it's what you do with your fame and fortune. And one of the things he's done is he's built an, an orphanage in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Mm-hmm. And so he and his wife, Janine, don't have children. And so this really is their family. There's between 40 and 50 children in this orphanage. And this is a true story. There was a atrocious earthquake in Haiti in 2010. Chica was born three days before the earthquake. Oh, my goodness. The earthquake kills her mother. And so baby Chica winds up in Have Faith Haiti Orphanage, which is Mitch Album's orphanage. Mm-hmm. So she's a baby in the orphanage, and as Mitch and Janine go a couple, three times a year to the orphanage, they obviously know Chica as they know all the other people in the orphanage. And so Chica's raised up. About five years old, it's discovered that she has a tumor. She has a disease. She has a problem that the doctors say cannot be handled in any way in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And so Mitch and Janine decide to bring Chica to America, and actually they went all over the world with her seeking various different treatments to try to extend her life. So the neat thing about this true story, Mitch and Janine don't have children. Their connection with children is the orphanage, but for all intents and purposes, they adopt Chica Mm -hmm. for almost three years and try to extend her life, and it's a story about Love, happiness, family, the things all families do. Of course, Chica isn't familiar with America, so she's trying to get to know America and the English language mm-hmm. and how she relates to Mitch and Janine and them to her. Just a, It's just a heartwarming story, very different kind of story, story of family more so than you know losing a mentor. But. And do you get some information about what Chica is like as a, as a child, like her personality, anything like that? Everyone that describes Chica lively, 
bubbly, enthusiastic, very curious. I mean, mm-hmm. asks a lot of questions, wants to know why this, why that. She likes having a lot of fun with everybody. So she pokes Mitch and Janine as much <laughs> as, as they poke her. So just very interesting child. Okay. So it sounds like their quest to find some sort of medical reprieve or answer to this condition um, would be pretty consuming. Are they able to kind of have fun family moments in between all of the traveling to different doctors and specialists and stuff? They do. They do. And I would tell you, even in and through all the hospitals and appointments and surgeries, and that's all they do is have fun. I mean, she has a thirst for life. They with her and her with them. That's unrivaled. And it's it's a story of her strength uh, throughout it all. Um, I'm sure she had bad days, as we all would, but you don't get that in the book. Just a very upbeat, lively person that the doctors, the nurses, the medical staff, everyone that had anything to do with treating her was just captivated by her joy for life, as was Mitch and Janine. And I guess before her diagnosis, how well did they know her? I know they were traveling to the orphanage, you know, a few times a year, but she'd been there at I'm close to five years by the time this happened. Yeah, they knew her pretty well because there's there's 40 to 50 that are there. And so, again, she had a thirst and a joy for life. And so when they would show up, she would be one of the first children to run to them, to hug them, to greet them. Just a very, very enthusiastic child, someone that everybody was drawn to. Mm-hmm. So they to her and her to them, very joyful all the time. So they had a great rapport. I would sense that they probably do with most of the of the children and, and the staff there. But um, there was something special about Chica, and they certainly bring that out in the book. She definitely made herself known. She did. <laughs> she did. She's, I mean, you probably have seen uh, – rambunctious isn't the right word – but just these ebullient, just joyful, enthusiastic. Yeah. She was over the top, mm-hmm. you know, so it would be hard not to know Chica. I always like in, in Mitch Album, if you don't mind, you know, if I could just summarize actually using his words for the book, because I just think he has a way of telling a story. So using Mitch Album words, but none of us are assured of tomorrow. It's what we do with today that makes an impact. Chica filled every day. She drank it in. She lived it up, and always, always she affected someone, most often by making them smile. People ask what I learned from this experience. I've tried in these pages to lay that out, but I can say one thing above all else. Families are like pieces of art. They can be made from many materials. Sometimes they are from birth. Sometimes they are melded. Sometimes they are merely time and circumstances mixing together, like eggs being scrambled in a Michigan kitchen. But no matter how a family comes together and no matter how it comes apart, this is true and will always be true. You cannot lose a child. We did not lose a child. We were given one, and she was glorious. So that's, to me, you know, the great summary. This is a book of love of family. No matter how you come together, and she was a a black child from Haiti and their white parents from Detroit, Michigan. And that's where he's talking about the melding. And it doesn't matter how families are made. It's this joyful experience. And I really like how, how he ended that. They didn't lose a child. So they didn't look at her death. They looked at the seven years or really the two years that they had with her. And we were given one. I just think that's incredibly positive. Did they know off the bat when they um, adopted her and brought her to the States that it would end up being terminal? Or no. have the chance of being terminal? 
they probably thought there was a chance because they knew it was a tumor from what they were able to do in Haiti. They didn't know how uh, bad it was, mm-hmm. you know. So I would I would say probably as most of us do when we hear something bad has happened, we're looking for that great ray of hope that something can be done or this is the one that can be cured or that it was simple. I mean, there's some tumors that you can open up and remove and, you know, mm-hmm. go on. I'm sure they hoped for that, but I think they found out pretty quickly that wasn't going to be the case. So let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about Mitch Albom's philanthropy. I know that he has this orphanage in Haiti, but that probably wasn't his first endeavor to give back to society, the world, you name it, right? No. He's involved in a lot. He does a lot of different things. His second book that was nonfiction, Have a Little Faith, is, is a book where he's asked to give a eulogy for a rabbi. And in that book, he kind of goes back and forth between a rabbi and a uh, a black church in Detroit, not far from where he is, that he befriends the pastor. And so he's back and forth in the book between getting to know more about the rabbi and trying to help the pastor and his church. The church has got a lot of problems. It's got a hole in the roof, and when it rains, it It's raining in his church, and so there's a lot of needs that the pastor has, and the pastor has a colorful past that he's overcome to become a pastor. And so uh, Mitch actually started what's called the Hole in the Roof Foundation. So when I read that book and I heard that there actually was a foundation that he created to help first that pastor fix his church, but now it fixes other churches, not just in Detroit, but Mm -hmm. elsewhere. So I had to send a donation to that because it's just what he does. Mm-hmm. He goes around and in his real life experiences, he sees something that needs to be done. He may not do all of it himself, but he finds a way to be part of the solution, which is wonderful. Is there an instigating factor that made him interested in, in building or running an orphanage in Haiti? Boy, great question. If he touched on that, I didn't see it. Okay. So I know our church... Um, has got a connection in Haiti. And I don't know if that's a common place where churches go to or missionaries go mm-hmm. to. I don't, and it doesn't, I don't remember that that's really covered in the book okay. other than he had an orphanage there. And that's where the earthquake and where yeah. she wound up being. But I don't know why he originally started it. One day I want to be so philanthropic that people are like, I actually don't know why she did it. She just has an orphanage. <laughs> Isn't that the great thing about, you know, money? I mean, if you had, I think about winning a lottery and Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of people, and there's a show on TV of lottery winners that buy their dream home. You know, I just think that if you had a lot of money, money is great for what you could do with it Mm -hmm. and the number of people that you could help and in churches or relief organizations or people trying to do good works in the city like United Mm -hmm. Way and our partner agencies do in Baytown. It would just be nice to be able to be a part of so many things if money wasn't the issue. I think one thing you get away from from Mitch and I got out of this book, because he's telling the story of Chica and you got the orphanage and and you think, I probably couldn't ever stand up an orphanage myself. Probably probably wouldn't be able to do that. But where he led me was, is that's what he's able to do with Mm -hmm. his time and talents and energy and his money. And it really drives me to ask myself the same. Because I have different time, talents, and energy, Mm -hmm. and what is it that I can do? Where can I invest? Who can I impact? And I think that's what I get out of a lot of Mitch Albom's books is the thoughtful reflection about here's what one person is doing, and he's not flaunting it, but it does make me think about what am I doing and where could I be invested. 
So I know you brought more than one Mitch Albin book. Did you want to talk about others as well? No, I brought them just because... Just to show them off. Um, just to show them off because because <laughs> we were talking beforehand, those of you that are listening, you know, before, we always talk beforehand. Most of Mitch Albom's books, and you can't see it because you're listening, are about um, a quarter of an inch thick. So they're yeah. books that you read. I call them airplane books. I don't know what other people call them. But you can read them on a, on a flight and you mm-hmm. can kind of get out of them. Except for this one book. I think he's got about 11 books. And this one that I'm holding now is The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. And it's so different because not only is the cover different, it doesn't look like most Mitch album books. (laughs) It doesn't, but it's about three inches thick, too. So Mm -hmm. this is a much deeper dive, much more in this book and a very, very different book Mm -hmm. than most Mitch album books. Because this one, as we were talking about, this one is narrated by music. So it's just a, a very different book. The Life of Frankie Presto, who is a musician, the ups and downs of his life, but it's told by music i'm assuming a personification of music yes okay <laughs> um that is one thing i really like about mitch album's books is that he is a very approachable author it, it's always easy if someone wants something that will make them feel good something to make them strive to be better mitch album is a good quick read that you can give them you can tell them like even if you don't feel like you can take on like a full novel or a nonfiction book mitch album's books are also just like easily consumed so you can just sit down and it's very relaxing it won't like tax you too much it'll just make you make you think a little bit that's right you know and do you know what he started as i mean when he came out of college you know maury was his teacher but Mm -hmm. when he graduated from college do you know what his career field is I don't remember. I feel like you told me before. He's a sports journalist. Yeah. So he say journalist, okay. but I was not going to say yeah. sports. Journalist. So he's he's covered all the major sporting teams. Yeah. And then he's got the side gig, you know, writing His all writing these books. His writing style makes so much sense now. Right. Because he's a, he's a journalist. He is. He is. Why add so many chapters when you don't need them? That's have, it. Have you read all of his books? All 11. Oh, wow. All 11. I've got them all. In fact, I had to go online and find two of them. The um, Magic Strings of Frankie Presto was one of them. And Finding Chica is his last. It's his latest. So she was born in 2010. She dies in 2017. He writes the book in 2019. So I kind of get an idea of how long it takes to publish a book because when I ordered the three books I didn't have, Finding Chica wasn't even available yet. So it was a pre-order and it just came in. Oh, wow. So this one is brand, brand new. But yep, I've got I've got the section of all of my bookcases. I got the mixed album section of all 11 (laughs) of them. Was there anything else you wanted to say about Finding Chica before I kind of shift gears a little bit? I don't think so. So I know I feel like the best way to end this podcast would be to bring up things that we could do that would possibly benefit our community. You mentioned United Way. Are you familiar with any other organizations that you would recommend people go check out if they want to do something good for the people in Baytown? Well, I like United Way because it's like an umbrella over 21 partner agencies. Mm -hmm. And so what Meals on Wheels and, and Love, Inc. Are, are two that are famous in there. They're, the Pregnancy Resource Center is a great one that our church contributes to. And our, our local churches are a great place to get connected because they do such great work. And many of them have food pantries and food banks that tie in. And they really do try and meet the needs of those in needs. Uh, one thing about the partner agencies of United Way, there's different agencies that help if you need rent assistance, if you need food assistance, uh, utilities assistance. And so it's nice to know that there's agencies in our town that 
are helping the community that's trying to make this a better place. And I'm just thankful that we've got so many people in our city that are a part of United Way and those partner agencies. So you look at our employees and they work long and hard and do the things that y'all do over here. And on top of that, they take on and give back and contribute to the community. And I just think that's a good thing for all of us to do is to find ways that we can be of assistance. And again, as Mitch and we talked about earlier, how I can help would be different, how you can help, because we all have different time and talents. And so, and I'll tell you one simple thing that just happened this week. I think most churches have summer vacation Bible camps or camps of some kind for kids. And we forget that that there's a cost to go to Mm -hmm. those camps and not everyone can afford to go to the camps. And so I always ask the pastor what it costs per kid to go to one of the camps. And we normally sponsor one, two, three, Mm -hmm. whatever the cost might be, and just let him know we'll cover that because there are families that come to the church and say, we'd love our child to go to that camp, but we can't afford the 100, the 200, whatever the the camp cost is. So that's an easy way that Mm -hmm. people can can sponsor your anonymous because you don't need to be known yeah. who it is. You just allow someone else that otherwise wouldn't be able to go to attend the camps. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing an inspirational read. It's nice to kind of shake up some of our, we've been reviewing a lot of dark stuff lately. We have. It's good to have a, a, a little break. <laughs> yes. And well, you guys are kind of multivaried, you know, aren't you? I mean, some little dark stuff, a little inspirational stuff. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next Valentine's Day because we'll that's always all. exciting oh. when we, we do Valentine's Day books. I will be sure to have you on call for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.